0: Everyone, Robbie here. I'm excited to announce my tenth novel, Burial. Burial is a post apocalyptic revenge western, my first
1: non horror novel. Here's a brief description Emma Burns thought she'd left her outlaw past behind her. She had moved to the city, to civilization, to find peace with her husband and raise their young son as the world rebuilds in the wake of a terrible, forgotten war that left humanity in chaos. But she can't escape her bloody history. An old partner, Billy, finds her, commits an unspeakable crime, and then flees into the night. Now Emma thirsts for vengeance, but his death is not enough. Her heart craves a darker revenge. She must bury Billy's body in the radioactive hellscape that is the waste, ensuring he gets sent to the deepest, darkest hell. It won't be easy. She has wolves on her tail. Ghosts from her past and present who want to stop Emma and her ruthless quest. Nothing will stop Emma from delivering justice to Billy, whatever the cost.
0: Burial comes out April 11th in both print and digital, and is great for fans of the Dark Tower series or The Road. The link to pre-order will be in the show notes. It is my first non-horror book, so I'd love for you to support it. It's my best yet. On to the show. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
2: Uh, Well, Robbie, I have a very convoluted plan that involves tricking a whole bunch of people for no particular reason uh, to get out of doing this episode. But it turns out my own vanity once again foiled my plan.
0: I don't... it's not even... okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash Show for only $2 a month. You can get access to all of our bonus podcasts for $5 a month. You can get access to all that. Plus, these episodes early, uncut, plus our full archive episodes that have fallen off of the main feed. There's 100, and at this after this episode comes out, 110 of them, 111 of them, a lot of them. I don't know. I can't even count anymore. So many. Uh, You should, it, it's, it's the best value in the world. You should go subscribe. I appreciate everyone who does support us there. Uh, My voice is a little rough because I went to a wrestling show this week and yelled a lot. So I apologize for that if it uh, if I crack a little bit. I'm going through puberty again, is actually the actual answer.
2: That's what wrestling does
0: for you, it gives you uh, a more precocious pre-reader. It's um it's more I mean it it gives you more testosterone. It's just a, that's just simple facts. Watching pro wrestling makes you um, makes you a man. This week's episode is Funeral for a Fiend, episode KABFO1, originally aired November 25th, 2007, written by Michael Price, directed by Rob Oliver. It received a 5.3 rating with 9 million viewers. The couch gag, a magician walks into the empty living room, and uses his cape to make the couch appear, and then the family appear from thin air. This episode Guest stars, Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob, David Hyde Pierce as Cecil Terwilliger, John Mahoney as Dr. Robert Terwilliger Sr., and Keith Olbermann as himself. Um, so John Mahoney is uh, the dad plays that played the father in Frasier. And he plays, they're, they're continuing that continuity, carrying it over to The Simpsons, which I really appreciate. Fortunately, John Mahoney doesn't really get to do anything in this episode. Uh, he has a few lines. Uh, to be fair, he does get to do a different voice than he did on Frasier. It's a more posh voice, but yeah, that's about it. He doesn't have... It. It's not fun, though. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, he no. doesn't get to really ham it up as much as uh as Bob or... or so. Heck, Bob doesn't really get to... <sighs> okay. Man, I'm going to say this right out front, all right? Okay. I'm I'm out of goodwill. I'm out of it. There's none there's well, no left. Finally,
2: life. this is what it took to... <laughs> Well, for, for, all? for
0: goodwill for t- for Bob, that's that's the the actual answer. Uh, I I you know I love sideshow Bob. He's an incredible character. Kelsey Grammer always does a great job with him. They hammer it home in this episode. This is the tenth Bob episode. Tenth Bob episode. Um, and I can't I can't extend them an olive branch anymore. I can't uh grade them on a curve anymore oh it's a better because <laughs> bob is in this episode no i'm done with it i can't anymore this episode I, I think i wrote down this is very dumb in our show notes six times uh i cannot take it um it, it is the, like i and i saw the this is episode k-a-b-f-o-1 it's the first in a new production run this is the true first proper season 19 episode and boy does it uh not uh oh.
2: No, you know, it's it's just it as much, well. a, it's still
0: just as much as a mess as any of the 18s. It's even more so in some ways. Um, God Almighty! This episode, oof, boy, and it's we're talking about inciting incidents that don't mean anything. <sighs> Gosh, I am so okay. The Simpsons it's okay, go. It's okay. I, <laughs> I'm not sure it is, man. Uh, the Simpsons go to an electronics store to buy a camera battery. Uh, Homer. <laughs> You can hear the exasperate like I'm just so done with this Uh-huh. Uh, because I'm just because this literally I'm just describing things that do not matter. This could be literally anything they could have written any scene in this place. It would not matter. It could replace it. I mean, it would as long as it ends with Homer getting a TiVo, getting a DVR. That's all that really matters. And it, that doesn't even really matter.
2: The, no, because the the real inciting incident in this episode is them seeing a commercial for
0: a new rib place. They that's wa- what starts
2: the actual plot. That but is to what's... get there,
0: <laughs> 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 they have to go through all this moral Where you could just start the episode. This incredibly, this episode that feels incredibly bare bones and empty. And they, we, and the, this, ex, I mean, it's obvious. Like, oh well, they didn't have anything else, so they wrote a bunch of nonsense about tivos and DVRs. And I'm like, well, that's you could say something about it because the the, the DVRs like TiVo a brand got bought out and it's not really a thing anymore uh but DVRs still very important uh s- still valuable most people don't watch commercials uh anymore with them so you can make an episode with that it's important it's mm-hmm. it's just a this is a side note because we get Homer not buying a lot of other stuff he's very strong-willed he passes a bunch of sales displays doesn't buy anything until he just gets the cheapest camera battery possible, fifty cents. I'm like, what camera battery costs fifty cents, t- even two thousand seven. I don't that Well it's it's the one that's already dead, Robbie. <laughs> uh fair enough. So uh he goes to buy it, they throw it in for free if he will buy a two hundred dollar TiVo, which Homer immediately does. <sighs> oh, boy. Uh we see Lisa installing it on the T V, including getting oil on her face. I believe that is a joke. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's a joke. Uh, you well, know, so she's, like, she's a mechanic
2: get it I, this is the new car even though you really all you have to do is plug in three little cables
0: yeah you just go five, poof, you, switch, you switch a couple cables around and it's installed it's not complicated it's real easy um, but we get them ex- we get to see the Simpsons family experiencing TiVo for the first time I am kind of impressed that they use, I don't like what, they used actually just used TiVo they didn't call it something else which I'm a little surprised by honestly usually they use an analog that sounds real dumb they didn't do that this time. Uh, we get an Itchy Scratch uh, uh, cartoon in which there's a commercial break in it, and they use the t v for the first time and s- skip through all the commercials, which I guess Eagle-Eyed Matt noted that there are episodes from previous episodes, commercials from previous episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, commercials that have around The Simpsons before, except for one. This is the first time that I said, this is very dumb. Um. One of many. (laughs) Yeah, I I still don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's the point of this. Um, And I'll be... I will also add, how many Itchy and Scratchy cartoons have been on The Simpsons at this point? Oh, God, probably 30, 40? A lot. Dozens. Dozens and dozens of Itchy and Scratchy cartoons. None of them have had cartoons in the middle. Literally zero of them. You mean commercials in the middle? What did I say? Cartoons? Commercials, yes. Cartoon. (laughs) Yes. I'm... I think my rage is kind of blinding my perspicacity. None of them have commercials in the middle until this one. And you're like, well, what okay. It is, this is very, ever, ever, like, like, I guess it's it should this is a sign because everything in this episode is incredibly arbitrary. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. They just do they say the plot happens this way because it does. It does not they don't rely on character. They don't rely on reality. Uh they don't rely on even funniness they just do it because it's the first thing that's wrong to mind i guess um but we see Marge fall in love with tebow and okay why not homer why like marge is the person like marge is not the tv watcher in the family of all the people homer no nothing okay i don't understand Marge falls in love with tebow we uh see her watch more uh we get a, a more oprah Jokes and her uh, Oprah, uh, being, I guess gay, more jokes about that. Yeah, more straight men. The returns two weeks in a row, we get a straight man joke, <sighs> and you're like, oh, last week too. <laughs> yeah, it was two weeks in a row, Matt. I don't know what I didn't know. I like is this Wasn't the Zeitgeist at that moment That's so weird? So Marge is watching all of her shows without commercials, and she's loving it. And uh, you might say, Matt. Does this, you might ask me, does this matter at all? No. Does it mean anything, like, in the third act? Nope, not even a little bit. Uh, but, however, we do get a moment here where Marge has basically, you know, she's all in on TiVo. She loves it. Not watching any commercials anymore until she has a terrible nightmare starring Keith Olbermann. Mm. Oh,
3: TiVo remote, you've
0: changed my life. Mm. I've gotten so much accomplished. I saved Lost,
3: watched all of Roman a day, and got through two and a half men in two and a half minutes. Then I ran out of space and had to choose between Sophie's Choice and Schindler's List.
4: Why is everything Hollywood makes so excellent? Why?
5: Marge Simpson. Keith Overman? That's right, content burglar Marge Simpson. You've been watching TV shows but skipping the commercials that pay for them. That makes you the worst person in the world.
3: Oh, lighten up. You TV fat cats have plenty of money.
5: My cousin Marine saw you flying in business class. I was upgraded against my will. Look, Marge, you think I'm handsome, don't you? Of course. Well, it takes a team of 20 people to keep me that way. Without ad money, I'd look like a swamp monster from A Child's Nightmare. And under here, I'll look even worse. Then it gets better. Then even worse. Stop it! Stop it! I'll watch the
6: commercials! <laughs>
2: <sighs> what is this? I, I keep trying to figure that out, honestly, and I just... I don't know. It, it, do the Simpsons writers think that people who skip
0: ads are monsters? Because I, th- I hear Matt, this I think this is them saying the opposite, honestly. I feel like this is them saying that with the advent of TiVo and DVRs, that a lot of you know networks and TV personalities who have basically make especially basic you know, like a you know, the uh, public networks like ABC, NBC, Fox, all them, CBS they make their money with advertising and. With the advent of DVRs and TiVos, people are getting around that and hurting their, hurting them, you know, their money because um, people aren't watching the commercials, so they're not going to make as much money with the advertising. And I think The Simpsons are saying, no, that, that commercials are a bane on our existence, uh, and I agree. But <laughs> the problem is, why Keith Olbermann? Why, th- why is this the way that they deliver this to Marge? Uh, I I will also add that Keith Olbermann's terrible heel turn in the past few years, uh, basically makes me not like him anyway. So a man I used to, I used to, he was one of the original ESPN guys and sports center guys and really used to like him. Uh, and then he turned out he's a stupid idiot. Um, like a lot of people, it turns out there's a lot of people (laughs) just turn out to be stupid idiots and you don't like them anymore. Um, so i don't like that for that reason but also this weird scene it doesn't make any sense it's not a good it's not like it's a weird like it's supposed to be guilting marge into watching commercials again okay why does that matter oh because we're gonna have that be the actual inciting incident to get to the plot but it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything later on and i don't know why the scene is i don't why any of this exists i just I, i i i just don't understand and it's waste i don't know i'm just i'm like cut it to the bone guys that is the beauty of the i i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna be cranky today guys that's a a disclaimer i'm a cranky cranky boy um i just want them to cut the fat and this is all fat this is all waste there's nothing in this that is valuable i did not laugh at any of this i didn't laugh at this whole episode i'll be honest uh matt did you have any laughter did you laugh at anything no,
2: I don't think I did because I saw everything coming way ahead of time so the jokes were just Oh, yeah. look, that's what I thought. Yeah, yep. there's
0: no there's no I don't know. They 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 they've they hit they've they've they they went to the well, the the show Bob well, uh and this time they're out of water. the well is empty now. Or maybe it's just filled with poison. Uh that's also quite possible. Finally, Matt, <laughs> we are here. We've gotten to the actual inciting incident of this episode. Good god. Uh which Okay. Slow slow yourself down, Robbie. It's okay. Calm down. It's okay, Robbie. You still got a long way to go until I'm, you're done with I Act re- 1. I realize. Well, I have a clip, Matt. This is a very long clip. Uh, see, this is my scheme, my brilliant scheme. Uh, I just pulled a clip that's the last two minutes of this, episode, of this act, so I don't have to talk Wait, about it. Wait, that's my evil scheme. I know. Here we go. Howdy, folks. Are you tired of family arguments over where to go to dinner? Sometimes I think
5: about getting on a bus and
4: never coming back.
5: Why not try Wes Dubner's world-famous family-style rib huts? The rib joint with something for everyone. Good luck with
4: my finicky appetite. We've got ribs. Salt! Plain noodles. <laughs> with
5: butter. Yosa. Texas tofu.
7: Yummy, yummy!
5: And the easiest place placemat puzzle in the state.
3: Let me add it. We're
5: We're going going to a restaurant, grand
4: opening! We're going to a restaurant, grand opening! We're going to a restaurant, grand opening! But don't fill up on bread. That's how they get ya. That's
3: odd. There
7: doesn't seem to be anyone here.
4: More ribs
7: for me. There aren't any tables or chairs. More ribs for me. I see no grill, oven, or food of any kind. More ribs for me. (gasps) <gasps>
4: Hello, Simpsons.
1: <laughs>
4: Finally, some service. Now listen, we want to sit under a cool state
5: license plate. Michigan or better. Silence. You've all stumbled into my ingenious trap.
7: That voice. Oh, that commercial was a trick. Specifically designed to lure our family here. And Wes Stubner's world-famous family-style rib huts is actually an anagram.
5: Welcome to Sideshow Bob's world-famous family-style return. Ah! Sideshow Bob! And now you're all going to die just because you watched a television commercial.
4: Oh, next time a commercial comes on, I'm going to close my eyes, cover my ears, and scream as loud as
2: I can. This isn't is s- that just wonderful, everyone.
0: This is the second time that I wrote. This is very dumb on uh, on our notes. It's- so dumb. Okay, Matt, before we move on, before I hand this off to you, so I can stop talking about this mm-hmm. this awfulness, um, I just want to make this very clear. Okay, I want just ask some questions. These are all clarifying questions about what this episode intends for us to believe. Mm-hmm. When we last left Bob, he was in Italy, right? Correct. Okay. So he's come back to Springfield to to hunt down the family again. Okay. Fair enough. Then we're, we're going to get some of that in the next episode. Uh, Next oh, time. are yeah,
2: we yeah, ever? Yeah, Don't well, you well, worry. Yeah,
0: I yeah. I have a clip including oh, that. Oh, cool. Thanks. I'm just so he makes this commercial. This commercial aired on television, normal television. Hopefully just local television. And
2: somehow he kept everyone else in town from actually coming to the restaurant. That that is my question, Matt. We are to believe. Maybe everyone else was was smart enough to realize, "Oh, there's there's no lights on inside. There's no cars in the parking lot. There are no tables and chairs. I guess they must be closed. Let's
0: leave." <laughs> i'm just like that is what this episode is is Believe that literally no one else has shown up to this restaurant after like even if you're putting even if it's local television other people have seen it and go it's a new restaurant let's go try it out it's a barbecue place has ribs i like ribs let's go try that out are you telling me zero other people did that
2: oh new rib place
0: let's try it only the simpsons went only the simpsons in a town full of mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of people who probably presumably have seen this commercial, how did how did Bob? How did Bob? How many times does this commercial air?
2: Robbie, we're going to skip all past all of this because I have a way better way for Bob to have targeted the Simpsons. He puts a flyer in their mailbox, and it's the only mailbox he puts this flyer in. So only the Simpsons see the information about this restaurant, and then there's no worry about. Commercials. I mean, there's also no plot about TiVo, but you know,
0: we can only oh dream so much. I'm, uh, this is all me just saying. This is incredibly contrived, and I'm already, I am immediately at this point, Matt. This, this, like, okay, this is the end of Act One where we get the 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 family captured by Bob, and this is all very contrived. They purposely end this Act One with that story beat. You could have easily started this episode off with them watching TV, seeing this commercial, and going. I honestly. I don't really care that much that oh yeah the commercials on on TV and it was probably aired dozens of times so the Simpsons can see it once you could explain that away a lot of, you can explain that away but, oh yeah well there have been other families that came by but they immediately went oh this isn't a real this this place seems to be closed and they left or bob ha- locked the doors when he realized it wasn't the Simpsons like there's ways but this is all very contrived this is all obviously m- like, you have to, you're supposed to hide this stuff so that I, as an audience member, immediately don't go, Well, why is all this happening? This feels fake. This doesn't feel real. It feels artificial. We go to commercials. seven feels incredibly contrived. Seven minutes and 13 seconds. And when we
2: come back, uh, Bob has already tied the family up. Uh, he How has did you do this? How genius- did you do
0: this, by the way? There's five of them, he's Robbie, one man.
2: Robbie, we don't ask questions because that makes it take longer.
0: Uh, i I can't I can't stop myself, man. I mean, I'm physically impossible. It's physically impossible for me.
2: So Bob has the family tied up somehow. They, I guess they waited around while he tied them up individually. No one ran away, of course. No one tried to stop him, despite the fact that there are five of them and Homer is apparently a hefty guy. Anyway. Uh, so the family's tied up. Bob is explaining his plan to them, uh, which for some reason involves a laptop battery on top of some TNT. Why not? Uh but he is foiled by Lisa and his own ego. Uh, yeah. This time,
5: to liven up my tale, I brought along some visual aids. Just call me Slide Show Bob. Nobody do it. Here we see Krusty helping you escape my clutches in Rome. After that, my family and I fled to England, where I found work as a chimney brush. Here's Buckingham Palace. Sorry, right, there's a lot of these. Bear with me.
3: Yeah, yeah, we've all been to England. Is this going somewhere?
5: I never stopped plotting my revenge. I snuck into America amidst a bunch of undocumented Canadian comedy writers for the Jimmy Kimmel Show, whatever that is. Then it was merely a matter of constructing my trap and producing the commercial that lured you to your dooms, which, by the way, got me an offer to direct a feature. Which one the hills have ice, three, the hills still have ice, and now the moment we've all been waiting for finally, the ribs you shall all perish in a tragic accident caused by a defective laptop battery that will overheat, then explode, setting off this TNT. <gasps> <gasps> let's not tarry, as Shakespeare said, if it were done when tis done, then twere best it were done quickly. power on. <laughs> This time, I've made no mistakes.
7: Actually, you made one. What Shakespeare really said was, "Twere well, it were done quickly."
5: Yes, I'm sure you've studied the immortal bard extensively under your Miss Hoover.
7: Macbeth, Act 1, Scene 7. Look it up. I shall! Come on,
5: Wikipedia! Load, you unwieldy behemoth! <laughs> oh dear, Sideshow Bob,
7: hoist on his own petard! It's hoist with his own petard. Go oh, get a life.
5: Yet
2: another new restaurant fails. So, yes, I apologize that that was so long, but I didn't want to talk about any of that. So now we all know what's going on. <sighs> or so, do we? So- unfortunately for all of us, Bob did not die in that explosion. <laughs> he was merely knocked out like a Pokemon fainting. <laughs> so,
0: but he but, is but captured. Matt. Hey, Matt, mm-hmm. are we going to talk about how this actually, none of this actually happened? Or are we going to save that for later? I mean, we're going to save that for later. Okay. Fair enough. We're going to save it for Lisa's explanation. Okay. Um, fair enough. Fair all right. Fair. We'll leave the mystery. Sure. You shouldn't watch this episode, by the way, guys, if you're this far, in this episode, please don't, don't please. go. Don't watch this. This is not Bob does not save this. <laughs> so... So we go from uh, Bob being captured
2: here by the police uh, to in court where Bob pleads insanity uh, because of all the horrible things that Bart has done to him. Mm. Right. He calls his father as a witness. Matt,
0: Matt, Hmm. Can. <sighs> what? Okay. No, I'm going to. I'm like, I nope. really I'm like, I'm really like trying. I'm like, I'm like, no, we're just going to let it go. We'll let it go we'll let it go for now we'll Mm. all will
2: be explained robbie okay go ahead so bob calls his father as a witness as robbie points out in the notes they're just there uh we don't get introduced to them he just calls his father like like, Uh, we get an uh, aside okay lisa
0: i'm I'm gonna talk about this right now man this is so lazy this is so lazy i this like do you remember when cecil was introduced for the first time yes there was a quite a bit of rigmarole it's as a I big recall. deal you're like oh wow it's bob's brother and it's oh it's david ideas isn't that fun and cecil has a lot to do in that episode uh we even get like a face turn from bob in that episode it's a lot of fun and you are and then even even he even in the italian bob which i think is not good and if i watch it now i probably eat it more but there is still like, oh wow, look, he has a kid and a wife now. They, they, there's a lot of buildup. It should be a lot of buildup. It's Bob is an important character in the show, and oh, we got a special guest to play Bob's dad. We got John Mahoney. Oh, he's just there. That's it. No, no introduction. Where
2: he's just he's gonna say some lines and then the, gonna be the episode's gonna be over. Not, not Bob going.
0: Ha, 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 this is my father we don't there's nothing there's no drama it's just oh here's a courtroom scene he's there Like, oh my god okay thanks like nothing we don't get yep. write a scene guys write a no, scene Robbie, we don't need to write a scene because
2: lisa immediately makes a comment about who he is and who uh bob's mother is who is apparently a great shakespearean actress that lenny then bothers for
0: some reason oh my i, I don't care this, this, i just don't care that's what i'm saying like this is so like we just have lisa become an exposition robot like mm-hmm. write a scene where they do this where they show where we have we will hey show her acting she's a famous Shakespearean actress show it her, her,
2: her nope not gonna do that okay all right so uh bob calls his father as a witness uh using his father uh he basically blames bart for everything he was a normal average person up until bart started being mean to him which no one takes time to point out that oh wasn't that about the time you framed Krusty for robbery uh and you've been doing things like that your entire life and repeatedly breaking out no 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 It was. it's all because of bart over and over again and he somehow gets the jury to agree with him about the horrible things that Bart has done to all of them as well, and it just, it goes round and around like this, until uh, eventually it gets to the point where uh, Bart has to intervene because he thinks Bob is going to do something horrible, but thankfully I have a nice long clip that lets you all experience this the way Robbie and I had to
6: Robert was a peaceful boy sickly and weak from a congenital heart defect aww But then that Simpson boy started tormenting him, and he crossed over into
5: dementia. To what degree was this dementia blown full?
3: Stop feeling sorry for him. He's a homicidal maniac.
5: He deserves to fry. You see, he knows I'm going through a rough patch. Still, he harangues me. (laughs) Who among you have not suffered at the hands of this demon scamp? And felt the urge for retribution? He ordered prank pizzas to 888 Poopy Pants Lane. Poopy Pants Lane ends in the 700 block. He marked my folksy wise. He cheats at uno.
3: Bob's playing all of you like saps. This man's a killer.
5: (coughs) See how he accuses me. At my very own trial. I can take no more. I... I, I didn't want to use this, but you've left me no choice.
3: Nitroglycerin, everybody panic! <laughs> Yoink!
5: Foiled again, freak. You don't understand! I. I. Oh, oh, oh. Oh.
3: That nitroglycerin was medicine for Robert's congenital heart defect.
5: To which my earlier testimony referred. This man is dead. And you killed him.
2: Oh, uh, don't worry, I cut out the part where Dr. Hibbert says, ooh, I'm touching a dead guy. I just...
7: Oh god.
2: Thankfully, that's the end of Act Two. Bob is dead. And everyone in town is a witness. And we go to a commercial... And this is just so so. It's the most paper thin defense of somebody
0: ever. I, I just this is the third time that I read this. this is okay. very dumb, Matt. This ex this this expects so much leaps of logic, and it's and it's not just and like I like I said earlier, like when they about the restaurant thing, I could take it if it meant something, if it did something fun and original. But this is so obvious a thousand from a thousand miles away and it does it in the most boring blandest way possible uh and honestly it does it the exact opposite way that you sh- that i would like i would and like it doesn't make any sense honestly and the score this court seemed like i why on earth is okay i guess It's okay, Robbie. Just, just breathe. Just breathe. Bob's an attempted murderer. He's been on trial multiple times for it. He's gone to jail. He's been to prison. That would be the forefront. Out of prison several times. That would be the forefront of any court case. Whenever if he went back, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, they'd be like, he's a repeat offender. He's been uh, in prison many several times. Uh, So none of this would matter." But that's the thing. Where it just like, well, why does this happen? Because they say it does. Mm-hmm. that's all that is and there's a lot of and there's many times in the episode where that is what happens and this is even touching upon what is really happening in this scene which is even more like that's the thing like if they just take something dumb and layer something dumber on top of it i can't i mean, i can't take it i can't take it uh we come back from the commercial 13 minutes long third act matt really long third
2: act uh, well a lot has to be explained like most bob episodes but in this case it's dumb instead
0: of clever yeah there's the okay we 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 come back to sideshow bob's funeral uh uh <laughs> we uh this bob this funeral takes a long time this the this, this scene is as matt has written down in her notes it is a very long scene it's like a couple minutes of uh bob being uh, a bob being dead effectively um Right. All I'm doing is thinking about what's actually happening while we're watching this, Matt, the actual things that's happening, like how Bob's plan. And it makes me so angry. Um, I do like that you accidentally wrote Christie and said Krusty. Uh, we get a Krusty tribute song Whoops. to Bob. It's fine. about And plugs a DVD <laughs> that he's selling, which honestly, I would take that. That is better than whatever else is happening in this scene. Um, but it is very long. It's not terribly funny. But ult- the ultimately is what what we get from this scene is that the the town now, the town of Springfield collectively is angry at Bart because Bob is dead. Um, and that leads and because why does can I ask this? Can I ask this, Matt? OK, you can I'm, ask whatever you want. But I'm not going to promise I have an answer. <laughs> that's that is very fair why this the scene is the the this scene hinges on the fact the scene is not doesn't really do anything unless the simpsons show up the simpsons have to be there for it to for the scene to matter in this episode now you tell me i want you to convince me as best you can why on earth the simpsons would go to a funeral for sideshow bob the man who has tried to kill one or all of them multiple times over hmm
2: let's see uh there is no reason Robbie. uh it's i i I could not tell you there it makes no sense for them to be there because this is the only outcome uh the, the best outcome is that no one notices they're there the worst outcome which is this one is that they make a horrible scene, and everyone hates them even more somehow. Because
0: who would go to sideshow Bob's funeral? Who? He's a jerk. No one likes him. That that is the my the crux of my argument about this entire episode. Matt is like what you said. He's a jerk. No one likes him. He's he's tried to kill Krusty and the Simpsons, and he once attempted to nuke the town of Springfield. And sure, maybe you could like. The first, this whole first act, instead of making a TiVo commercial, which is effectively what it is, and there's a part of me as I was watching it, Matt, that like, because I mentioned earlier, you no, know, I said it's funny how they use actually use the word TiVo, you know, a brand. Usually they don't. they are loath to do that. They usually don't, which made me very suspicious and made me wonder if they got paid to do it. And uh, in the golden years of the Simpsons, I would never have believed that they would do that. But now in season 19, I would 100% believe they would. Because it feels like a, they never are angry. They never make fun of TiVo. They call it a wonder. Marsh falls in love with the TiVo remote, literally. It feels like a paid uh, paid advertisement, honestly. Like, it's very funny that TiVo is, was invented so I could skip commercials. But it feels like this first act is a commercial for TiVo. But regardless of that, this fir- whole first act... If you want the whole town to be upset that Bob is dead, you spend that whole first act rehabilitating him. You spend the whole first act showing him coming back to Springfield and trying to make amends. I'm sorry. I'm being, you know, helping with charities. He's kissing babies. He's he's saving kittens. Like volunteer firefighter. Like just like constant. Like that's what it should be. Because that is what if they want this plot to work. I have to buy that the town of Springfield loves Bob, and Bob has done nothing but terrible things. Both he tried to, as far as the town knows, Bob tried to blow up the dam, and drown the entire city with his brother. We don't. We just forget about that. All of us. Like, okay,
2: yes, Robbie, because that's what it requires for the plot
0: to move. Well, I. I, That's the thing. Like, but at its core premise level, it makes zero sense, and I'm not going to overlook it, guys. You have to do the work. You have to write a script that does stuff. I hate to break it to you cuz I cannot take it. This the entire episode is just not it's just random scenes that they went, "Oh, we I have a scene where that I want to happen at the end of the episode. How do we get to it?" They don't write scenes that make sense. They just write nonsense and they say what happens. There is no reason on earth the Simpsons would be at this funeral. If a person dies that I hate, I usually just go, "All right, By, but I don't go to the funeral. It's not like it's my dad. It's a guy who attempted murder on me. Is a guy who's a clown. Like, why do I care? I don't like. Oh, is Bob and Bart doesn't feel guilty. That is the whole point of this. Bart doesn't feel guilty about it. If Bart felt guilty and he went to the funeral to make amends, to say something over Bob's body, then it would make more sense with people being then upset at him for showing up. But Bart at this point doesn't feel guilty he literally says the opposite okay so uh we get people angry at bart over a dead murderer or attempted murderer and then we get cecil talking to bart about it
3: there's the kid who killed my best friend Uh... (laughs) buy my dvd (laughs) I know this is nuts, but try to look sad. I'm not sad. I have nothing to be sad about. Nothing. Well, I guess the rest of us should pay our respects.
4: Yeah, well, between you and me, I still can't stand. Him. I still can't stand him. I still can't stand him. I still can't stand him. I still can't stand. Him. I don't care about these church jerks, church jerks, church jerks.
3: Homer, your behavior is heinous! Anus, 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 anus. Oh, stupid sideshow Bob. Even when he's dead, he wrecks my life. I hope he's in hell eating a barf burger.
6: I once felt that way, too.
3: Hey, aren't you Bob's brother?
6: Biologically, yes, but we never got along. He was always zigging when I zagged. That summer, when he wanted to tour the castles of Italy, I wanted to tour the castles of France. So he went to Spain, a compromise that satisfied no one.
3: That's stupid. You talk like you're smart, but you're stupid.
6: Anyway, I choose to remember Bob as the big brother who taught me to play Botticelli. Sounds boring. Oh, you'd love it. It's a guessing game in which one player adopts the guise of a noteworthy, you're right, it is boring. But the only way you'll find happiness is by making your peace with Bob.
3: Well, I guess I could say goodbye.
6: You'd better make it snappy. They're cremating him in 30 minutes. I'll be scattering his ashes over the castles of France. Ha, 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 ha. Take
0: that, ashes. I, also, I swear this is just so David David Hyde Pierce has something to do in this episode. I, I mean, I mean that is what this is, Matt. Um, that I, I'll give it like, oh well, David Hyde Pierce tries real hard um, to make this entertaining. He does his best. This I'll say this is the thing that entertained me the most in this episode. This little scene with Cecil and Bart. It's not the best, but it's something. You know, it's them. It's Cecil making some jokes yeah. about their childhood, which I always appreciate. That's something. Um, but I'm gonna rip this apart in about, I don't know, eight minutes. Uh, when we get to the, the the scene where it matters, so Cecil tells Bart, "Oh, you need to make a ma- you need to to say goodbye to Bob. Bob's been an important part of your life. um Sure, none of this this made sense up at this point, but this is at least something that you're like, okay, that makes this is like a, some logic at place to this where it's like, yeah, sure, Bob was a jerk, but he was an important part of your life." And for you to be a better person throughout the rest of your life, you need to say goodbye and process this. That's something. It's the only thing that has made even a little bit of sense, uh, in this episode. Millhouse shows up, Matt. That's what happens. I literally I'm like, what happens? Millhouse? To collect money for newspapers? I okay. Okay. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Millhouse shows up to basically push Bart in the direction of going to see sideshow Bob, and then also
0: give Lisa the clue that undoes everything. And I'm okay. Millhouse, yeah, like Matt says, Millhouse shows up, asks him for money for, but then then says one key thing about feet. Isn't that he says something about feet, right? He goes to tie his shoes, and then Lisa realizes, oh. Bob's
2: casket had a uh, really big room for his feet when if he was actually dead,
0: they would have just broken his feet <laughs> that's the clue that's the thing that that's the that's the that's the thing matt that's i don't okay so uh Bart races to the uh to the funeral home I guess to the incinerator where they're gonna cremate Bob. Um, and the name of this clip is Bob's Not Dead. Duh.
3: Bob, it's me, Bart. I came here to tell you I never meant for you to die. I just wanted you to go to jail and get beat up a lot. Now everyone wishes I was dead.
5: Then let's give for the people what they
3: want! AH <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
5: Ha
1: <laughs> Oh, oh.
7: Hmm planned this from the beginning Uh he wanted to be captured at the restaurant he would never get a shakespeare quote wrong no his mother was a shakespearean actress oh yeah his father is a doctor A
4: doctor huh
7: so when bob collapsed in the courtroom i remember his father could take that opportunity to inject bob with a powerful drug that simulated death Uh it was a diabolical scheme and every member of his family played a part
4: are you done because i've been circling the funeral home for 10 minutes yes
2: Yeah, circling the funeral home for 10 minutes, Uh uh-huh,
0: yep, just risk your child's life so they can explain the plot. This is, I don't know if it's been 8 minutes, but it's been less or more than 8 minutes, but this is where I'm going to absolutely rip apart this episode so you guys buckle up. So Matt, I'm going to lay out what this episode expects us to believe. If you must. I, I need to, I have to for my own sanity. And I think it is important for to explain very clearly, concisely to our audience why how insane this is. Um, first, Bob has come back to America, uh, risked his own life and the life of his children child and child and and wife, who neither of them say or do anything. By the way, when they say the family does all this stuff, though neither his wife or child do anything. Uh, they don't... We don't even get any data. We don't even get any of that. Um, but they illegally immigrated to the U.S., which is obviously dangerous. Could land them in a terrible prison or whatever, get separated. But, Robbie, through. they
2: came from Canada. It's so safe to I- 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 illegally immigrate from Canada. <sighs>
0: okay. Um, I'm just going to ignore that, Matt. So... Uh, <laughs> ignore your sarcasm. So... First, that's the first thing. Oh, it's okay. Once the Revenge on the Simpsons bad enough, he's willing to do that. Okay, that's easy. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Uh, I can buy the Bob Sparn enough to get back to America. Um, then his first step: build a, which it show they show us this. You build a fake restaurant and air commercials for it in Springfield, lure the lure the to lure the Simpson family into this trap. Okay, that means he had to either rent or buy land. Mm-hmm. build an
2: entire restaurant
0: build an entire i mean it's just the shell of a restaurant but it still has to be that's still labor and wood and construction materials and we see a
2: picture of him sawing wood to make the
0: restaurant yeah so he he did all he to that uh at land bought land i don't know where that money came from uh don't think about it that's what the simpsons writers say don't think that's about what that they say much. don't think about that too much um aired a com- made a commercial which they also show him producing a commercial on very expensive looks like production equipment looks like a, a, a big old uh, soundboard and mixer and video editor and a lot of stuff going on in that uh that costs a lot of time and that money uh i don't know where that all came from where's what's bob been doing to his family all this time what's his, what it like he hasn't had a job nothing okay um lures the simpsons family in to th- this restaurant has them tied up right man has them tied up Okay, helpless. They are helpless, correct? They certainly seem to be. Okay, they're helpless. Let me ask you a very important question. Why does not Bob just kill them right then with a knife? Why doesn't he just stab them over and over again until because they die? Bob,
2: Bob, Bob does have an insanity plea that he really loves incredibly complex murder plots because maybe he doesn't actually want to hurt them. He just wants to be seen as a genius, and this is his way of expressing that. It's best I got.
0: This is the first where you're like, okay, uh, this, is the, this is the stupidest thing ever. Uh, yeah, Bob doesn't kill the men because this is part of his plan not to kill the people he wants to kill. It is instead to purposely fail at his, at, at his plot and explode himself so that he gets arrested Th- so that he can have a trial. And by the way, this trial just goes, we just cut right to this trial. Wouldn't it, it be months down the road for that, before that happened?
2: Not in Springfield. In Springfield, you're lucky they don't just throw you over a uh, a branch. Bob justice, maybe.
0: Fair enough. But it also assumes that that the entire trial, which Bob has no control over, correct? Bob is just a, a guy who got arrested, is he held on trial. Did Bob go to jail for this entire time? Well, he was being waiting for trial. I would assume. So he purposely let himself go back to jail, which in jail many things can happen to you. Who knows what could have happened in jail? He could have gotten killed in jail. No, don't Robbie, know that.
2: Bob planned all this out uh, so that uh, bad things would not happen to him. He's that much of a genius. Uh,
0: okay, uh, and then he has this whole fake. Tri- this whole tri- it's a real trial though, because it, it, the judge is there and the the it's the real judge. The, he didn't hire them. He just assumed, and he would. He thought he was so confident in his own abilities that he'd be able to sway the jury to hate Bart, and that he knew that Bart would take away his nitroglycerin pills? What if Bart didn't do that? Apparently. What if Bart ran away, you know, hid because he was afraid of the nitroglycerin? What happens to his plan if that one thing doesn't happen? Uh, he drops the nitroglycerin and just
2: falls dead anyway. I maybe he had a complicated branching plan.
0: Okay. Then his own father injects him with a drug that makes him appear to be dead. And no one manages to see that. No one notices his father injecting him with a drug in his neck. No one sees that. Not one person nope. in this crowded courtroom nope. full of people. And Apparently that, not. and that Matt is just taking on a, just taking into a court that this drug exists. So this chemical exists that can just make <laughs> you appear to be dead. Robbie, let's just, not get it. We're just <laughs> buying that. That is just a thing that exists in the Simpsons. Like if this was a James Bond movie, Matt, I would go, okay, sure. James Bond. It, in that world. Sure. That thing would exist. But that this is not James Bond, Matt. This is not a spy movie. This is supposed to be like a sure? small sort of town murder, like small town murder mystery. Like there wouldn't there be, whatever. Okay, so that's also part of the plan. Okay, that is also a part of the plan. And, and okay, and at this point, Matt, Bob is you know quote unquote dead, right? Supposedly, Bob is dead, so he can't do anything. He just lies in a coffin. We're in a morgue, doing nothing, and it, and I, I don't think he I don't think he could not be dead because that's what the drug does it makes him effectively dead until an, uh, I don't know how much longer later, um, but Bob can't Bob's unconscious Bob can't do anything at this point, point. and so Bob is so confident in his plan that one the funeral is going to attract all these people that Bart is going to get yelled at by all of them that Bart is going to feel bad about it and go to talk to C- C- Cecil. What if he doesn't go to talk to Cecil? at all
2: i'm sure bob had backups of people to come talk to him about it maybe, maybe bob got to millhouse and that's why millhouse was telling Bob uh Bart we, what's happening Matt,
0: Matt, 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 Matt. i'm not giving them i am no. if they, i don't see it it didn't happen all right i don't I'm not giving them oh there, it could have been millhouse no if i didn't see it you didn't show me it simpsons it doesn't happen all right that's laziness that's going like oh yeah you make up a reason why this episode exists I and mean, it makes sense That's that's what it literally is what they're doing. They're making me do the work. Mm -hmm. I'm already doing enough work I'm recording this whole podcast about this dang stupid episode. So (laughs) Bob is still technically dead at this point. I'm I have another I'm more questions like what. Okay. Bob is unconscious from this drug. What if they put him through the through the incinerator before it wears off? He can't stop them. No, he's not around. He's in a cost. He's in a coffin. He's in a casket. He doesn't. He's unconscious from this drug, and looks appears to be dead by all accounts. What if the guy goes like, "Oh, well, we actually uh, can fit him in a little bit early," uh, and just decides to go ahead with it? He's not like he doesn't know the difference. He thinks this guy's dead. But Who Robbie, cares?
2: The real key is this isn't a real funeral home. It's one they built
0: up to be totally fake, except for the incinerator, just like they did with the barbecue restaurant. They don't say that, Matt. Again, they don't say it. It didn't happen. I'm not. I'm not again. I'm all not right. giving them this. So that's the other thing. I'm like, well, what if Bart doesn't show up at that? What if Bart shows up three days later? Is Bob just laying in that casket for three days? Doesn't he need to eat and drink? What has happened to his body while he's unconscious? Someone would have to put, like, put an IV in him to make sure he doesn't actually die. Robbie, you're thinking about a lot more than the writers did. I know that, Matt. I'm well aware, all right? I I understand. And that is the problem, okay? It's... Sh- if there are like it's just a that like i'm not even to the end yet man like there's so many steps along the way that requires such and Matt, here this is the thing that even infuriates me more because i just played that clip that lisa explaining all this right you know and mm-hmm. also skipping all the things that obviously don't make any sense um and and they do the bit like oh homer's like you done yet i've been driving around the funeral home for 10 minutes like they are lampshading their own stupidity. Like they're lampshading their own bad writing. And they think, oh, that'll make it better. Like, this oh, isn't this convoluted. How about you just not how about in the fr- not write a convoluted episode in the first place? That doesn't make any sense. Like think of Black Widower. Like think like that episode has layers of mystery that makes sense, that is fun to unravel and to watch. And you get to solve the mystery right alongside Bart and Lisa. It's a lot of fun. And then, then you get this pile of garbage, this pile of nonsense. They try and shape a new episode. <sighs> Bob puts Bart in the coffin, locks it up, and it starts this, starts him on the shoot into the incinerator. Um, the Simpsons arrive just in time to save Bart. The cops show up. Went high, I don't know why. Why did the cops show up? Did someone call them? Someone call the cops, Matt?
2: Well, Robbie, it doesn't happen on screen, so I have no idea.
0: I don't like you could just say like. You don't have to show me someone calling the cops. You can just, like, Lisa can go, Homer, call the cops, or Marge mom, call the cops. Like, it literally can just be that. Like, just, um, Bart uh, pretends that he's found a secret door in the coffin to try and lure Bob to open it. That doesn't work. Um, but they save Bart, he doesn't die. Luckily, that's nice. Bart doesn't die from the incinerator. Uh, Bob could have stabbed Bart back when he had him tied up in a chair in that fake restaurant. 10, 12 minutes ago. does it Was it integral to Blob that Bart burns alive? Does it matter? Does it matter? How Bart- no, it
2: doesn't matter. That's the worst part about all this. None of it matters because at the end of the day, they're going to solve, quote unquote, the plot by just showing up at the right time. Like there, <laughs> there's so much stuff. That they, they've got an entire family. Bob's family is all adults. They could easily subdue the entire
0: Simpson family, but no one does anything. No, they don't stop them. And the whole the whole thing that Lisa discovers is, oh, Bob's casket has weird shape, uh feet like the, the bottom has a big protrusion for Bob's big feet. And she's like, well, they wouldn't have that in a normal if he was dead. They wouldn't do that because it wouldn't matter if he was comfortable or not. They would just break his feet. And you're like, and then Bob would
2: hop out with broken
0: feet. ha <laughs> yeah. Again, so colossally stupid. Um, This is the end of the episode. Wait, I
5: must know. How did you loosen the tiles of my mosaic of murder?
7: I grew suspicious when I saw the casket had extra room built in for your feet. Why would your family pay all that extra money for the comfort of a dead man? Damn these
5: glorious gunboats.
3: Nice try, Bob, but you didn't count on one
5: thing. What's that?
3: You stink like my butt. (laughs) Take him away.
5: Oh, why must I feed him straight lines?
3: <laughs> oh. Well, this time I think Sideshow Bob is finally locked up for good.
4: Yeah, the only thing that's gonna be hacked to pieces now is this celebratory
5: cake. Da! So, who wants a nice big slice? Slash! Slash! Die!
6: There he goes again. You have 87 years to get used to it, Father. East bids two hearts.
3: Three diamonds.
6: Three clubs. (laughs) (laughs) The joke's not funny and the bid's not sufficient.
0: Give me more of that. I want more of that. Like fun, incidental things with a family. That's the... this literally is the only things we got from this is this one scene with them in jail and Cecil recounting them as children with Bart.
2: Those are the best things. And OK, so a couple of things here. One, it really, really bugs me that when this whole Bob thing started out, it gave Bart a chance to show that he was smart, that he helped Lisa in all this. He's the one who figured out Bob's plan the first several times uh, or at least helped Lisa. Uh, in the case of uh, Bob trying to kill Selma, Bob is the one who figured. Or Bart is the one who figured it out, and in this case, Bart's only retort is "You stink like my butt." That's it. That's Bart's entire contribution. He, Lisa's the one who figures it out. Bart's just incidentally there, and it just—it's such a letdown. And okay, so I'm going to propose a better version of this. Uh, better version of this episode, and it's. It's entirely from the family's perspective. For once, rather than seeing the Simpsons end of it, we see Bob and his family setting up an elaborate plan to wait, stop wait, the Simpsons.
0: Wait, 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 wait This sounds like you're trying to fix this episode. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe I am. You should ask me a question first. Then. Robbie, is this episode broken? We will rank right this episode at the end of the show. Yes, of course it is. No, you were right the
4: first time with that quick fix idea.
2: Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. Please continue, Matt. So what I would prefer this episode to be is we've already seen that David Hyde Pierce, um, Kelsey Grammer and uh, John Mahoney have great chemistry. I have watched all of Frasier; It's a really good show overall. Um, and they, they work so well together, but in this episode, they barely touch each other or better talk to each other. I should say uh, they don't interact that much. Uh, so what I want is this episode from the family's perspective, where you see them working together in an elaborate plan to, to stop the Simpsons and, you know, they get foiled by Bart and Lisa at the last minute, the same way they always do. But I want to see them interacting and building something. And at the end, they go, you know what, Bob? You're right. They're really annoyed. We should kill them. That's that's the episode. And it would be so much more enjoyable. And you could still have the family in it like the entire way through. I just, oh, it makes me so mad at what could have been. That's,
0: Matt's damaging his equipment. Uh, he's he's I am, so upset. I'm so mad. I'm
2: flinging my arms
0: around. I've done it before, uh, honestly. Uh I mean that's a good idea, man. Honestly, I mean like yeah, you could just do like the very like the very basic version of the episode. It's the same thing, but just make it make sense. Like take time, layer a mystery where Bob fakes his own death, and make it more about trying to kill Bart than trying to kill Bart. Make it about Bob wanting to hurt Bart's popularity or his his reputation, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera that makes it more interesting and also changes it from making it about trying to kill him which he's done 10 times at this point. Your idea is a lot of fun and honestly is more interesting to me cuz that is exactly why you, like you hire you you get Kelsey Grammer obviously to reprise himself as a Bob, but you bring David Hyde Pierce back, you bring in John Mahoney, all these people have spent a lot of time together working in a comedic show in Frasier. They have spent a lot of time uh you know creating comedy, creating laughs together. Let them do it in uh, in that same context. Let us see them together, and that's a fun idea. Watching them try and craft, or them Bob going trying to convince them to kill Bart, and them going like, well, I don't, don't want to kill Bart." And then like you know, jokes, guys. Like I can't, I cannot emphasize enough. I didn't laugh at anything. So, so there's just no. I I don't know what the funny like the the like. <sighs> I mean, and a part of it is just like I am bewildered by the TiVo stuff at the beginning, and then I'm I cannot stop for a moment to think about how not dumb this is. It is so stupid. Every single every single plot point in the murder in the mystery mystery quote unquote. I all like what Matt said earlier. It's very clear Bob's not dead. Am I supposed to buy that Bob's dead? It, I feel
6: like the
2: episode would be better if you don't have to buy that Bob is dead. That you uh the entire time you know what's going on and the real mystery is how the simpsons are going to uh spoil
0: it see Matt. there you go <sighs> this episode's bad like some of our uh, here we're gonna get to we're gonna get to it next because i mean some people didn't mind it um i i don't know if i'm just in a cranky pants mood or something but i just don't have the patience for this today i don't i'm out of like i said i'm out of goodwill for sideshow bob you can't just coast by. It feels like th- that's what this is, ultimately. feels like them coasting on, oh, Bob's in it. We're just going to put the rest of the Frasier guys in it. Uh, that's good enough. doesn't need to make sense. doesn't need to be well-written. And uh, I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Not taking it anymore, Simpsons. All right? All right? Okay. Okay. We can move on. The our next segment. It's time for the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. The Conscious News Group is where I ask our patrons on uh, patreon.com slash show uh, to leave a review about the episode, and I read it on the air. First from Charles. A major problem the show since their beginning is that the writers keep taking a very black-and-white approach to complicated problems. Marriage crises, episodes come to mind, Apu and Majula, the Van Houtens, et cetera. It's only gotten worse the show has gone on, reaching the point where it seems they can no longer write a sympathetic antagonist. Having the sympathetic POV is treated as synonymous with being in the right. The irony being that because of the simple approach, these characters would come across as a lot more likable. It was just acknowledged that they what they were doing is wrong. Bob's offense was ridiculous, and all it would have taken was two seconds to list his past crimes to see that. The thing is, they didn't need to work for his overall plan to. He could have still faked his death, causing Bart to feel guilty at the thought he was the cause. Instead, we have the entire town attending Bob's funeral and hating the Simpsons, which gave me boys of bummer vibes.
4: Yeah, yeah
0: uh from tim i think this is an example where the inciting incident actually helped Tiva was a pretty big deal when released and has definitely had an impact moving forward thinking about when i was watching the simpsons episode live a couple days ago having to sit through the ads was a form of torture uh as alluded to by casey it seems that the show has side show has sideshow bob calibrated about right making about one appearance every other season hard to believe that james Earl jones had been considered for the role sure would have been just fine in the alternate universe grammar does in fact fit the role perfectly the episode itself was an improvement over the Sideshow Bob and Italy appearance. Yes, the plot at times didn't make a whole lot of sense. In the end, I like how Lisa and Bob played off of each other. We learned that Kearney is apparently old enough to sit on a jury. Number 250. Yeah, Kearney is on the jury. I didn't really... There were so many other awful things to go about. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they missed they. that. I mean, I, didn't, I noticed, but again, it doesn't... I don't know. I, it feels like they spent zero time considering anything. Uh, from Hoffa, one of the worst Sideshow Bob efforts. Why did he just kill them at the restaurant? So much easier. Just a boring episode. Letter grade D. Uh, Casey, I, look, I took a look back at our Bob log of episodes. To my surprise, it has only been three episodes since the, intro- since the introduction of Cecil in season eight. With this in mind, I think the writers have done a good job on giving us just enough Bob as the seasons progress. The episode prior gave us his wife and son, and this episode gave us his parents. We truly have been spoiled in these late teen years with expanding Bob's universe. Firstly, I really miss TiVo. Lisa under the TV and sawing it like she's fixing cars, car is adorable. Lisa knowing Shakespeare better than Bob is kind of perfect. Bob's literature quotes must usually go uncontested, so it's great having that foil in Lisa. She really gets to shine in this episode. I just wish we got more inquisitiveness from her throughout. Would have made her conclusion all the more satisfying. Quote of the episode goes to Bart, though. You talk like you're smart, but you're stupid. Someone had to say it. Overall, a good addition to our continuing Bob saga. Now let's celebrate with some cake for our 10th fiendish plot foiled. I don't, I don't have any cake. I do have ice cream oh i got some got, i got even better than we, got, we got some of that dolly parton jenny's ice cream
2: oh i i hate to be the one to tell
0: you but it, it's not that good i i've already tasted it. But it's fine i mean okay. so it's, it's still like good it's all ice cream but it's not it, it, it is ice cream that's true it's still jenny's ice cream like it's so it's good ice cream but it's not like special um from benjamin just because they have stories for years doesn't mean they are winners the whole TiVo thing was just a means to get us to rib huts that was just to get us to bob and that was just so bob can blame bart bob episodes are generally more enjoyable than the average episode but it's clear they are running on empty Um, i echo that from derek post-classic bob episodes are a bit like post-classic trios of horror and then it's especially disappointing when they turn out crap given what special standout shows they were during the golden era this episode is completely nonsensical, but you know what? I can enjoy nonsense if it's entertaining. But what is there to enjoy here? Dated TiVo, time killing, complete waste of John Mahoney, and a returning Cecil similarly adds absolutely nothing. What a shame! You have all the ingredients to make something really, to make something great, or even just good crap. And instead, it's just crap, crap, like really, really rubbish. In the bin you go. Amen. From Melissa. Eh, it's fine. Yep, that's all. Accurate. I, I appreciate that, Alyssa. You know, sometimes succinctness, in, 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 is, is a, in conciseness, is very valuable. Uh, from Lauren, Kelsey Grammer once again saves what would otherwise be an abysmal episode. Instead, it's okay. Meh. Bleh. Why not start the episode with a commercial? Too logical. Have to waste. Have to waste time with the now outdated TiVo crap. I thought the setup for How Sideshow Bob originally caught the Simpsons was semi clever, but how did he get out of jail? Simpsons were the only ones interested in the restaurant. What if another family showed up? There's just so many plot holes with this setup, and it goes downhill from there. The only thing I'm happy about is Sideshow Bob's kid not yelling vendetta. If he did, most likely I wouldn't have had a phone or television anymore. So, you know, small miracles. There's some smiles mostly centered around Sideshow Bob. Hob- Homer overly annoyed me this episode since he was being Peter Griffin-level stupid. I think my shock value would be a four. It's a waste of Kelsey grammar and boring. Uh, from Finally from JJ. This episode is meh. I might even stretch to fine. But my biggest problem is that due to the appearance of Bob's wife and son, I have to acknowledge the Italian Bob is canon. I really hate that episode. I went to laughing at the two most immature jokes in this episode. Po- poopy pants, lean ends of the 700 block, and Mars accidentally making anus echo in the church. I mean, it's okay. This is a safe space. You can you can admit when you laugh at, at bad Simpsons jokes. It's okay. I won't. Humor is very personal. Comedy is very personal. Um, that's it. For Constant News Script, thanks to all of our patrons for both supporting us and for watching this episode and leaving your reviews. Really appreciate you. Uh, Next up, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for our listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow.
3: is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite superhero movie? Lots and lots of great answers. Really appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt.
2: Take it away. All right. First up from Casey. My first date with my boyfriend of eight years was Amazing Spider-Man 2. He held me and we cried on each other when Gwen died. It may not be a perfect film, but it is my absolute favorite superhero movie for that reason above. And Andrew Garfield is a treasure. You are 100% correct on all of those counts, Casey. Uh, from Benjamin the Dark Knight. I'm sure it'll be a popular one. Uh, from Lauren, I have to second the dark night. My brother and I bought our tickets online and went to see it in the theaters. Although I ended up with a crick in my neck from watching almost vertically since the two seats were in the front row. Oh, Lauren, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was enthralled by the late great Heath Ledger as the Joker. Uh oh, sad. Rip. Rip in peace. Uh, yeah. uh, from Tim, on my first date with my now wife, amongst other things we saw, The Punisher with John Travolta and Thomas Jane didn't realize it was based off a
0: comic book. <laughs> Very, well, romantic it. the, very romantic the, the, the movie it's very romantic movie the punisher, punisher. <laughs> how dare you right, how dare you the first that first 80s punisher film that is not a punisher oh, film at all it stars Dolph okay. okay. hmm
2: mm-hmm. okay okay anyway uh from derek you'll all be relieved to know that after my thesis last week the superhero stuff just doesn't appeal to me at all and i don't have an answer although i remember when i was a kid and went to a premiere of some superhero movie and the bbc news was interviewing lots of kids there and we got asked who our favorite superhero was and i just had to be different and say the doctor from doctor who And you could tell the reporter which is like uh-huh think you're clever do you you wish you... uh uh-huh. so actually maybe i'll go with the 1996 doctor who tv movie oh hey look at that another long-winded answer <laughs> i mean i Talked thank to... you derek <laughs> doctor
0: who's a superhero
2: I don't like Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, he sticks his nose where it doesn't belong and solves people's problems. That's that's the definition. Yeah, I mean,
0: and, and sure the character, the actor is cha- I mean, there's how many spider mans have there been? How many Batman's have there been? Just because it's a different actor doesn't change anything. That dress is super I mean, We just
2: had a super we had a Spider-Man movie with three Spider-Mans in it. I mean, come on.
0: Spoilers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's in the commercials now. If You I, watch the commercial for that movie I, I, you're I, show I, all I, three I, of them. I know. I know. I'm just I'm just teasing. All right. All right. All right. Uh, From Alyssa. Oh, wow. There are so many, aren't there? I think the right answer is Toby Spider Man. Alyssa, you had to pick the worst Spider Man. I mean, Matt, Matt. Okay. Okay. Matt, the worst.
0: You're saying Toby is the worst Spider Man? Yes. What what Spider Man is worse than Toby McGuire? I mean, okay. Probably.
2: I'm just going to say organic web shooters
0: that has nothing to do with toby toby Maguire didn't have anything to do with that choice okay he's just an actor all right his portrayal of both of peter parker and spider-man is is good i don't like i'm gonna hey i hate to break it to I, you i like no, andrew garfield no. as a person as an actor uh, those amazing spider-man movies uh, I, I'm gonna put jamie out there. fox is problem... as, as, as uh, elect like I, they made all the right choices and changing that entirely for that new movie because that 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 electro is oh god almighty it's so bad yeah it's it's real bad okay Okay. I'm not going to deny that but I'm going to say
2: I Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland both have the incredible nervous energy that I expect of a Peter Parker slash Spider-Man Tobey Maguire is way too cool about the whole thing that's my
0: biggest problem with Tobey Maguire did you
2: see Spider-Man 3 I saw Spider-Man 1 and 2 I may have seen Spider-Man 3 but I definitely blocked it my if you saw
0: Spider-Man 3 you would not be accusing Tobey Maguire of being too cool
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not cool chill like, you're right cool is a bad term chill he's very low-key never gets excited about anything he's just it's
0: i think not the way i peter honestly here, it should be. tell me why I was not a great peter parker but he was a very good spider-man and I think, yeah, everyone says that and they're not wrong. I think Peter Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker, not a great Spider Man. I think he's, it's. I mean, it's all CGI. He's a different it's, Spider Man. He's, he's he's
2: he's more of the the modern Spider Man. I I liken Tom Holland to the Ultimate Universe Peter Parker. Uh, I Hey, hey Matt. Hey, hey, Matt. Smaller and I, wirier. Hey, Matt,
0: I don't like the Ultimate Universe. No one
2: likes the Ultimate Universe. Well, they killed the Ultimate Universe and brought over <laughs> Miles Morales, the one good thing from the Ultimate Universe.
0: Hey, uh is it uh, what's her face? Oh, uh, and the Maker, and the Maker, of course. Yeah, Maker's over there. Maker's good. Like, yeah, well, gotta love Evil Reed Richards. Well, you can't not like that. I mean,
2: there's no, there's, there's really. This is the only universe in which Reed Richards wasn't evil. It feels like. Anyway, <laughs> hey, this is next Back week, Matt. Matt next Matt, and how you're gonna
0: do our, our comic book podcast? Go listen to the Handsome Boys Comics. Oh, there's three hundred episodes of it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh from Andy the Incredibles. Oh, that's a great one. Uh from Charles, Super. Don't steal, don't deal drugs, don't molest children, shut up crime. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Robbie, are you? Never
0: seen Super? No. James James, please James Gunn movie. It's a real dark, huh. real dark movie. It's it's a dark comedy like okay. most like a lot of James Gunn movies. It's uh, real dark. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're lucky the Guardians of the Galaxy is only so dark. Yeah.
2: All right, uh, from Sam, uh, there are so many good ones and so many bad ones, but my heart forever belongs with the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Man, all of you guys, I've seen it so many times i have never gotten bored of it. Spider-Man 2 is great, too, and I even love 3, despite it being an obviously very flawed movie. It makes up for it by being a lot of fun. On a side note, the new Batman movie is well worth checking out as well, despite being
0: 176 minutes long. That's um, why, so, why I've not watched it yet. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit in the theater for 176. I minutes. have,
2: I have actually. And I was awake through the entire thing, despite the movie starting at 820. And I actually with previews, it started at like eight forty. Oh my god. So I would Lord, like some props Matt for stayed up awake past, that late. Matt
0: was awake past ten o'clock. It's a miracle.
2: I uh, past eleven o'clock. Wow. wow.
0: I'll watch that movie when it, I can watch it on TV Honestly, in like, you know, in like three days, probably.
2: That is, that is a very good call. That is a very good call. It would have been better as like a five episode miniseries, quite frankly, because there's a lot of stuff left on the table. Overall, I think Robert Pattinson does a very interesting job as a different kind of Batman than you've seen before. So I'm going to say, we no spoilers. I love our I Pats. I got no problem
0: with our Pats. Yeah,
2: he has a very interesting take on Batman. All right. Uh, from at Energy Turtle, of course, it's Iron Man 3, which is also the best Christmas movie.
0: <sighs> it's definitely top five. Um, okay. At or like, What are you What are do we doing? I'm superhero, good.
2: Spider Pig. Just kidding. Wanted to troll Robbie. Anyway, my favorite superhero movie is Avengers Endgame. It's a miracle that a movie that could have easily been a bloated miserable mess turned out to be so much fun. Not wrong there. Uh, from at uh, D. Jacobsa. Superhero movie, Avengers Endgame. Because of that movie, I got a tattoo that says I love you 3,000. Oh. You got a what, Matt? What was that word you just said? A tattoo. A tattoo. Okay. A tattoo? A
0: tattoo? A tattoo. tattoo. From...
2: A tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of tattoos. Right. Uh-huh. I uh, After Matt Hippie 200, the 1989 Batman film with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I think it's just called Batman. It was the first Batman film I ever saw. I was really young at the time, but Jack Nicholson as the Joker still impressed me a lot. I couldn't wait for the scenes he was in i jenny how old were you when you saw that because he terrified me in 19 that was what, 1989 i was it six i'm pretty sure i saw it either in theaters or like a year later i was just absolutely terrified of. it. i could not watch that movie until i was in high school without being terrified of him <laughs> jack nicholson not the joker just jack nicholson in general i'll hold back
0: uh, my criticism had... of the burton batman films
2: okay okay uh from at el columbia 88 batman beyond rise of the joker is super good you are not wrong Daryl that is an underrated film uh, from Matt Wayscats, a tough one, but Spider-Verse is arguably the best adaptation with some of the most amazing animation I've seen. <sighs> very true. Uh, From Matt Brian J. Field, while the original Iron Man and Endgame were almost perfect, but simply based on the first 10-minute scheme, I'm going to say The Dark Knight. The dark bank robbery scheme is almost impossible to beat. Oh, very true. Uh, from Matt, Finally, from JD, Dread, hands down. While many of the MCU movies are fantastic, looking at you, Captain America, truly trilogy dread not only captured the spirit of this obscure in america character and had the best 3d effects in any movie i've ever seen slow motion 3d is mind-blowing but also made up for the horrible stallone habitation. it was it was as if it redeemed by miro i can believe that i haven't seen that one but i've heard amazing you haven't about seen it. dread matt i haven't i really need to Dread's
0: great oh man dread's awesome i'm glad jd answered because it, it reminded me that yeah dread's great um were you gonna ask me a question yeah. robbie what is your favorite superhero movie that's a it's really hard to answer. Uh I like I want to just blindly answer an MCU movie. Uh but there are obviously a lot of non-MCU great superhero movies too. Um even calling them superhero movies at a certain point feels a little bit dismissive because ultimately they end up being a lot of different kinds of movies within that overall broad umbrella. I still like I want to like I love the original Avengers. I love Avengers Endgame, both because of the spectacle of them, because they're so big, and they have so many characters in them, and a lot of really incredible moments. I, whenever I'm feeling down, I still go. I go on YouTube and watch the scene where Captain America picks up Mjolnir and hits Thanos in the face with. Oh, it's so good yeah. every time. I don't care. I cheer. I, I'm. It doesn't. I know it's all fan service, nerdery, but I still love it. Uh, ultimately, I think I'm going to go with uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America Two. Um, oh, so good. I like because, and I think honestly, it is because it does something that most of the MCU movies do not do. Um, it does it does more than most of those other MCU movies. And not to dismiss non MCU movies, non MCU superhero movies. There's a lot of great ones too. I really, I always loved Marvel as a kid growing up. Watching the MCU grow into such a big thing has kind of been incredible. Um, but the Winter Soldier is a great espionage spy movie it's also it's a great superhero movie uh but there is in something it, the relationship between bucky and cap where you see captain america's belief in the good in people and the will and how far he's willing to take that belief and that's like that weird intimacy between these two characters even despite the fact that bucky as the weird soldier wants to kill him is fighting this programming. There is not a lot of intimacy in most of the MCU. And it's probably the thing I would actually criticize the most. People have criticized that the villains aren't very good or, or that they're kind of formulaic. I don't really mind that stuff. I mind the lack of a lot of intimacy. uh Not like just, it's not, and it's not always just like, not oh. Romantic in not romantic. Not, sometimes, like, sometimes it can be romantic, but it's more than, but it's also friendship and like closeness. And you don't see it that often and sometimes they hinge these movies on these relationships and the drama between them and without that intimacy it doesn't land as hard as it does and i feel like the winter soldier is the one movie that above all the others that really nails how much captain america cares for this man and like this the brothership and that they kind of forged at a time and how much captain is willing to stand for his beliefs to try and rescue him even if it ends up in him dying um it's also really badass uh it's full of really cool stuff <laughs> yeah it's
2: oh yeah and I, I think uh as much as i enjoy most of the mcu films uh that civil war was definitely a step down from winter soldier and i think one of the things that people point to often with captain america is how much he stands behind his beliefs and i think the, his love for bucky is definitely one of those things that he just uh, has kept through uh, over and over again, and has been proved right uh, because of uh, that. So it's an amazing film, quite frankly. What's your answer, Matt? It is really hard to pick, because <sighs> obviously uh, the new Spider-Man movie is really, really good. There is, um, Robbie just complained about the lack of intimacy, and I feel like there is a just gobsmacking amount of it in the new Spider-Man movie uh, between uh spider-man peter parker and his aunt may and between the three spider-men there's there's a scene that's probably 10 to 15 minutes long towards the end spoilers for those of you who haven't seen a movie that's been out for six months now um where the three spider-men just sit and talk and enjoy each other's company they're just comparing uh what it's like to be spider-man in their individual universes and you really feel the bond that they have and how much they appreciate each other and it's kind of sad that they're not going to get to see each other again. Or maybe they are if the whole multiverse crashes. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, but I actually really, really enjoy uh, the third Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the uh, Walt Simonson run from the, I think it's the late 70s, early 80s. Maybe it's all entirely in the 80s uh, of uh, Thor. It is a fantastic study on what it is to take a hero low, just basically like kneecap them and make it so that they have nothing and they have to work their way back up from, uh, rock bottom. Uh, and it's a great study on that. And not to mention, we get Loki being Loki. We get Jeff Goldblum as, uh, the games master and we get Valkyrie and you get some amazing Hulk stuff, which is not something I expect from a Thor movie. Uh, and it just overall, it's just a wonderful character study of what makes those characters who they are. And at the end they have basically nothing everything they love has been destroyed but they have each other and that's that's the kind of thing you don't often see in a superhero movie and i really appreciate it it's like i see
0: he knows what he's doing that's why i'm not I'm, he really does i'm, I'm, I'm not so I'm, pumped for the fourth one yeah i have uh, love and thunder i have, I have faith i have I, I i don't i have no idea how they're going to make natalie portman be buff, be buff <laughs> but uh, i'm interested to see what they do i mean that jane Foster, the uh, J- jason aaron jane thos jane foster thor comic is basically perfect so if they just do that <laughs> it will be great um that's all it takes <laughs> that's all it takes just do that um next week's question what is your favorite mystery film i have my answer i have my answer uh, i think i do I'm, i'll think about it but i think i have my answer yeah uh and i honestly and here my disclaimer almost all the time is like if you think you're you think the movie is a mystery Then it's a mystery don't overthink it <laughs> uh, i don't i don't i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna break down what's a mystery or not if you think it's a mystery it's a mystery There's a lot of movies that i would qualify under that um now I'll post this on our social media on twitter at simpsonshowpod you can email us at at gmail.com and uh i post this on our patreon which is our patreon.com slash the Show. we can move on to our next segment it's time for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart s-m-r-t i mean s-m-a-r-t the you No know, google trivia challenges for matt and i each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stump the other matt uh is leading but only six points i have uh, i made up some ground last week just a little bit uh and hopefully i continue so but i have a suspicion i'm gonna do terrible this week because matt uh, was typing them up before we started recording and he typed for literally five minutes. I don't know what he was. I don't know what is going on over there, but he wrote my questions are five minutes of typing. So I, Matt types very fast. I don't know what's happening um, matter. Are you ready for an easy question? I am ready, sir. In day of the jacket apes, sideshow Bob brainwashes Bart to do what?
2: Day of the I mean, uh, he to
0: hug Krusty and blow him up kill Krusty, man you just say kill Krusty. Kill crusty but yeah I, I, you don't have to you don't have to you're, you're overthinking things a little bit yes you're correct good job i don't know why you're so confused <laughs> well because
2: are you, i just i sorry i thought jack and day of the jack and apes was the one where bob steals the nuclear bomb
0: i no, no. that is uh no. okay all right day of the jack and apes i'm fairly certain is yeah it's uh the one where I looked, i literally looked it up yeah it's the one where you get
2: Okay. I trust you I trust okay. you. Yeah.
0: He is trying to hug him but kill him is the answer. I don't like he's not actually He smashes the crusty statue with a baseball bat. So I'm pretty sure he's trying to Yes. They with well, a focus on the crotch.
2: Yes. What's my easy question? Alright, sir. Your easy question for today. What party does Bob
0: run for mayor as? Oh, that'd be a Republican. You are correct. What if what really could the mayor of Springfield do? <laughs> I don't know. But I mean
2: The Republican Party in general is all about getting a Republican in every single public office ever. So I can see they're focusing on that.
0: I know, but Bob doesn't want it. Bob doesn't care about that. He wants to ruin Bart's life. I'm like, what can the mayor do, really? Like, the mayor's not that. Okay. I'm not going to. Okay. Your meme question, Matt. What clan is the kilt in Springfield Elementary's lost and found? Did you say what color is the kilt? No, what clan? What clan is the kilt? And the lost and found? Bob gets a job. As the announcer for Uh the school. And he announces that they find a Celt in the Lost and Found.
2: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Um, Because Willie's ears perk up and he goes, huh? And he goes, I believe it's Clan. I have no idea.
0: McCollin? Clan Graham of Montrose. Montrose? Uh, Graham of Montrose. Of course.
2: But it's not a medium question for sure.
0: I mean, it's spoken aloud, Matt. All right. Sergeant Fatio Judson, I, you remember that, like what, it's spoken aloud? I You literally are on record saying, I listen to these episodes as basically as podcasts. I mean, I used to, but now there are so many wonderful podcasts to listen to. I haven't been able to in a while. Fair enough. But I mean, I all don't, right. if, all I, right. if it's spoken aloud an episode, that is not a hard question for you, Matt, because I've been burned all too right. many uh, times. Uh, I've been burned. Right. Burned, baby. Your medium question. What is the name of Birch Barlow's book? Oh, God almighty. It's something real stupid, and I hate it. I remember that. <laughs> I think it's about like uh, donkeys and elephants. I want to say it's like referencing something about donkeys and elephants, the Republicans and Democrats. Um, and here I I I can. It's really it's a real. Birch Barlow is a a great caricature because I re, I can hear his voice in my head. Like it really does a oh, good yeah. job of delivering that Rush Rush Limbaugh nonsense idiocy. Um. I don't know, Matt. I can't give you an answer. I, all I know remember is that something about donkeys and elephants, but that might be wrong too. Uh, it is unfortunately. It's only turkeys have left wings. Only turkeys have left wings. Oh boy! That just the uh, I know it's like parody, but it makes me angry just hearing that. It's so stupid. Uh, you're a hard question, <laughs> Matt. What magazine is Bob reading in prison? Um, the Harvard Review of Books. It's not a bad guess, Matt. But unfortunately <laughs> no you're in, you're unfortunately you're incorrect. Aww. The answer is Prison Bride magazine. Of of course. All a, right. yeah, uh, that's the uh, it's that's emblematic of the teen years of the Simpsons. We could have a joke about Bob's character. He's reading the Harvard Review of Books in prison. He hasn't changed, he's still like being a snooty. No, he's reading a joke about gay guys in jail. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> it Sure is. Mm-hmm. Your hard question. Mm. According to
2: Birch Barlow, what are the three things Springfield will never get rid of?
0: Oh man, is this all that typing was? Yes, it is. I just want to make sure I had the exact phrases. Oh god, Um, I again, I can hear this voice. Um, I feel like this isn't. I'm. I'm just an idiot, man, because I don't think this is that hard. You were going easy on me, and I'm still too stupid to do it. Um, I can hear his voice. Uh, Springfield tire fire. Um bats in the library and our incumbent our our mayor mayor quimby wow honestly
2: i'm gonna give you one point because that is two out of three uh the the final one is uh mrs McFeerley's compost heap but yes diamond joe quimby and the bats in the public library you are correct on those
0: i'll, I mean, I'll take it anything i can get Matt. i need them claw my way back to relevance um scratching and clawing i'm now five points behind Matt. We're getting, we're getting there. We're halfway through the show for this season, basically. Um, not actually. No, we're not even halfway. All right. I'm, I, I'm I'm feeling a little bit more confident. A little bit. A little bit. We can move on to our final segment. Segment so we end every single episode with this time for Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever. Best Episode Ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically because we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are.
2: yes the real question is how far down do we go
0: i am i have no okay okay i,
2: I like Okay. This. go the ahead italian
0: bob is 321 worse than that definitely worse than that yep okay just checking uh i'll this is the the only saving grace of this episode matt mm-hmm it is not out there. It, is, it has no offensive gags in it. There's no just random racism or transphobia or homophobia. <laughs> There's not just random, you know, random racism or or some other terrible offensive thing just randomly thrown in for no real par reason. It doesn't have any of that, which puts it above the lower levels, the bottom couple tiers, right of the list. Which is that plus all the nonsense. This episode makes zero yeah, sense. So... Has no jokes. Where does that so, put okay, us? So...
2: I don't know, 351 is You Can't Always Say What You Want, which is an incredibly stupid episode. And right above that is Ice Cream of Margie with the light blue hair, which I just, I, I, I swear that was the first time I've ever seen that episode. But anyway. <laughs> um, so those are those are all real bad. And above that is Homerazzi. I think it's going to be somewhere in this area.
0: I think you're right. It, um... it's, I feel like the ones above
2: that at least have
0: some redeeming qualities, but uh it's I mean we're all split we're all splitting hairs down here, Matt. Um Yeah, I know. I it is better than I can say this with certainty, it is better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. Yep. Um Homer of Seville. Is it better than Homer of Seville? Homer of Seville is very bad with the stupid opera stuff. I think it is better than Homer uh-huh. of Seville. I think it's better than Homer I of Seville. Agree. Million Dollar A B. Okay, so we'll
2: let me let me just remind you of what GI annoyed grunt is. That's where the military invades Springfield to get Homer and his unit of morons.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is man is, like as soon as you start reading the plot of these I'm like, "Oh right, it's so bad." I can't I can't with any good conscience put this episode oh, below God. it. I mean, this episode's terrible. I the, like the only things I actually enjoyed were very brief moments with Bob's family together doing, or Cecil. And nice right. saw some character moment with Cecil. The TiVo stuff didn't do anything for me and feels like a, an advertising in itself. Like it feels like they're trying to sell me a mm-hmm. Um
2: Like I remember liking a few scenes in Ice Cream of Margie. That's why I, I brought it up. But I, I agree. I think about I think G.I. I know grunt. Maybe.
0: No, I think Ice Cream of Margie is better. Ice Cream of Margie has some sentimentality, has some like genuine emotion in it. That despite the episode being nonsense, at least it has that. That's something I can latch on to. And I think it is better than this. Um, you can't always say what you want. Hmm. I think that's the true. Better or worse. I think this is better than that. Cause this is at least at least this is just nonsense. Like it's not trying to say something and not and then end up not doing anything. Cause that's what you can't always say what you want is. It's like, oh, it's we're gonna say something powerful about you know the television and stuff, and but ultimately mm-hmm. it says zero. But then he gets hired by Fox News, and it's just it's just, yeah it's, yeah it's it's awful. Um, this is awful, slightly less awful, I would say. So I would say we put it above. You can't always say what you want. Below ice cream, and Margie with light blue hair. Great, love it. Cut print. Funeral <laughs> for a fiend, and that's I don't mind this title. That's the other thing, like. Oh, but they finally did something where it's just—it's four words. That's perfectly fine, but then it's just the episode is just nonsense. Like they don't know what. Like you have Bob, man. Kelsey Grammer did such a good job. They've clearly just run out of ideas with him, and they're just re—this is just a rehash of all those other mystery things. Like, and it's just worse—a worse version of them all. When I'm liking those, I'm—I Matt, I would literally watch 20 minutes of that little kid saying vendetta over and over again before I'd watch this episode again. <laughs> I'm with you there. Vendetta. Like that, just the idea of that is like, oh, that's actually, I'm like, it's not, it's still annoying, but it's just less annoying than the nonsense they expect me to believe. Like there's just no, okay, I've already said it. I've already said my piece, Robbie, drop it, let it go. We have one more thing to do, one more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The
3: cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon!
0: No, I don't. There's nothing here. Like, I don't care. I don't. There's, there's, there's no nothing, point in it. No, there's nothing of value in this. Nothing will be lost. Goodbye forever. I don't feel better this week, man. Normally. Nope, not no, after watching this. I normally fire the cannon and I feel a little bit better. Not, to, not now. Well, the
2: problem was you spent a uh, half hour watching this episode and taking notes and then another hour and a half talking about how bad it is. So I, I don't know how this is supposed to make you feel better.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know I do feel I, you know, obviously I I do believe in that, you know, mental positivity can make you feel better and I'll feel way better after we I sp- hit stop record on this podcast. But normally firing the cannon, I just, you know, I picture the episode flying away away from me. You know, I never have to deal with it again. Really. never have to really actively engage with it aside from ranking things. So it makes me feel a little bit better. I just don't this week. I don't know. Maybe I, the Simpsons are just killing the only the little happiness I have left in my life. Might be that. Maybe it's that. Or it might just be. It might be cranky. It might be cranky pants
2: today. I mean, when you're forced to watch this many of these episodes, you get a little cranky. <laughs> a
0: little cranky. A little cranky pants. Um. Well, that's a new number 351 On our list, right below Ice Cream and Margie with light blue hair. And right above, you can't always say what you want. Last Place is still Codependency. First Place is still Homer's Enemy. Both of those are very firmly uh, and might not ever be beaten. But, I mean, I'm much more likely we're going to beat the Last Place episode than the First Place episode. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, We might might get back to some good episodes. We've had some pretty great episodes
0: uh, the past few years. So, you know, there are absolutely good episodes ahead of us. Better than Homer's Enemy? Mm, Maybe not. Uh, our next episode, Matt, is "Eternal Moonshine of the Simpson Mind." Okay, this is this is Homer amnesia. Remember, trying to remember what's going on,
2: Robbie. You say that, and I remember a lot of Simpsons episodes. That that means nothing to me. So we'll see what happens next week.
0: yeah i think this is also referencing memento things like that the game apparently um i love all those things i love media like that where you know it's like mysteries and the people the person the prospective characters trying to piece together their lives again i think that's really fascinating i have no faith that the simpsons are gonna adequately capture the, the the strengths of those films uh but we'll see that'll be next week um watch along with us uh let's see. what do I do? I say I plug all our stuff. We this stuff, it's on our website, it's the Simpsonshow.com, has links to all of our stuff, our Twitter our RSS feed and a link to our Patreon. If you want to help us support the show and get a bunch of bonus stuff, go support us there. We really appreciate everyone who does. Um you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbyDorman dot com. Those are my my it's my name. You can find everything I do there, in those places, um, including links to purchase all of my horror novels. My newest novel is not a horror novel at all. It's a Western. It's a post-apocalyptic Western. Let me look at my little thing. Post-apocalyptic Western Burial, it's called, is a post-apocalyptic Western about a lady gunslinger in a quest for revenge as she tries to bury the man who wronged her in a radioactive hellscape, ensuring he gets sent to the deepest, darkest hell. It's Great for fans of the Dark Tower series or The Road. You've heard a long blurb about it right in front of this episode. You should go pre-order it uh, before it comes out in April. Heck, you might have, if you're have listening to this after it's come out, go buy it. Uh, It's the best book I've written yet. Uh, If you don't like horror and you want to read some of my stuff, it's perfect for you. Not a lot of horror in it. Uh, It's a great Western, and uh, I love it, honestly. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him.
2: Uh, That is accurate. I spend all my time uh, caring for kittens because that's what I do in my spare time. I'll probably write. Uh, You can see these adorable kittens at Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. We've just got a new batch of interns, and they are just the cutest, most adorable things ever. And quite frankly, if you see them, you will melt. So I want to caution everyone to look at the pictures with
0: sunglasses on. We don't want you to go blind with the cutest. They're very cute kittens. Although Matt has started posting. Okay, guys. I You know, I say this every week, you know, about Matt does not participate in social media. Um, and normally that's a very true statement. But then I noticed something this week. I saw there's a picture of Matt. on. He Matt used his Instagram account for actually posting a picture instead of just blindly using as like some sort of feed a picture of him with a kitten and i i felt like the world had tipped over into like a un, like a some weird reality to be fair matt, that
2: account is mostly just for cookies but you know matt willingly the was so M- cute, matt, just matt to
0: willingly see. took a selfie with a kitten and i uh you know what matt i'll bring us more you know bring us more of that okay there will definitely be more kittens in the future i don't care about the kittens i want more of you Right? I want you. Give me. No one wants that. That's not true. There's at least two of us. Uh huh. <laughs> you and my wife. Exactly. Uh-huh. That'll do it for us today. Uh-huh. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for watching the episode. Shh.